Chapter Three of As in a Mirror by Pansy. The Slibrivox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Three Father's Tramp. The Elliots had just risen from the tea table. That is, the most of them had. Corliss, the son of the house, who had been late, was still lingering, helping himself bountifully to cream that he poured over his sweet-baked apple with an air that said he knew what a toothsome morsel he was preparing. Elfrida, whose duty it was to gather the dishes and pass them out to Susan, the hired help, and who was always in a hurry, tried to hasten the laggard. "'Come, Coral, you've had supper enough. Or, if you haven't, you should have been here when the rest of us began. I'm going to clear off the table.' all right was the good-natured reply so that you leave the apples and cream i'm content these apples are prime i'm glad there's a big yield this year father yes said mr elliot in an absent-minded tone he had the evening paper in his hand and preparatory to sitting down to enjoy it at leisure his eye had been caught by a paragraph that he stood still to read speaking of the harvest apples said corliss makes me think of jim and of whom we are to get to take his place i called their coming out and he won't be ready for work again this season if he ever is is that so said his father in a tone of deep concern i am very sorry to hear it jim was a faithful fellow and did as well as he knew how which is what can be said of few as to filling his place i am sure i don't know it is a bad time of year to be looking for extra help we ought to have some one right away said corliss with his mouth full of apple and cream then had come a knock at the side door and the farmer paper in hand had stepped forward to respond a man's voice outside was heard asking something and mr elliot stepped out to him Alfreda, meantime, made rapid progress with the dishes, although she stopped from time to time to admire an illustration in the new magazine her sister Hildreth was examining. The summer dining-room of the Elliots was also their family sitting-room, and Mrs. Elliot already had her sewing-basket at her side, waiting to establish herself at her end of the table. Hildreth glanced up once from her book and said, don't hurry, Elfie. The only rest mother gets is while you are making the table ready. Elf is in too much haste for her finery to heed that hint, laughed the brother. Then the door opened again, and the father returned. He went straight over to Mrs. Elliot and spoke in a half-apologetic tone. Mother, there is an unusually decent-looking fellow out there, hunting for work. He didn't ask for supper, but I got out of him that he had had nothing since breakfast. You can manage something for him, can't you? It is one of father's unusual tramps, exclaimed Corliss. I knew it was. I saw it in his face. Both he and Elfrida laughed merrily, and the father's face relaxed into the semblance of a laugh as he waited for Mrs. Elliot to speak. Of course, Roger, if you say so, only you know you decided— i know he interrupted quickly but this man is this man is unusual said corliss taking the words from his father 
don't you know that mother mrs elliot joined in the laugh every one of father's tramps were unusual and must be made exceptions to the stern rule that provided only a ticket to the associated charities bureau in the city two miles away no matter how emphatically he declared that he had agreed with the board at their last meeting that it simply fostered vice to keep feeding tramps at one's door without inquiring into their condition and explained to susan and to his immediate family that it really must not be done at his house any more as surely as mr elliot answered the call of one of them just so surely was he fed and if necessary clothed and made as comfortable as circumstances would admit the young elliots invariably laughed at this trait in their father and were always proud that it existed not one of them cared to turn deaf ears to the appeals of hunger mr elliot turned back to his tramp saying as he did so i will have him go around to the kitchen door give him some of that stew and a cup of coffee he has had no dinner remember elfrida grumbled a little dear me susan is in the milk-room at work and i shall have to go and feed him myself perhaps corliss will go out with you suggested mrs elliot a trifle anxiously and then hildreth closed her magazine and arose i'll feed the tramp mother she said she did not care to have her pretty young sister who was sometimes inclined to be reckless gazed on by the bold eyes of a tramp is he to have some of the ginger cake and cheese oh yes said corliss speaking for his mother and a napkin hildreth and some of the choice grapes and a finger bowl remember he isn't one of the common kind hildreth went away laughing and made ready a corner of the kitchen table for the stranger's use she laughed again as she got out a small square of linen and laid it across the end for a tablecloth it probably was folly just as corliss thought but she really had to make things neat and comfortable when a human being was to sit down before them from the window she could see the tramp washing his face vigorously at the pump trough he used the water as though it was a luxury and tossed back his abundant hair and bathed his head as well elfrida came out with a message from her mother and stood looking and laughing he acts like a great newfoundland dog who has been away from the water for a week she said and then hildreth he has fine eyes just look at them i don't wonder father was taken with him said hildreth run back dear and finish fixing the table for mother i know she is in a hurry to get to work and you can hem that ruffle i was at work at then i can baste it on your skirt when i come in she had no fancy for the child's lingering to study a pair of fine eyes however they need not have been anxious mr elliot had no mind to leave his tramp to the care of either daughter he saw susan stepping briskly about the milk-room and came himself to the kitchen with the tramp by this time the table was neatly laid and a generous portion of the appetizing stew that had been warmed for the farmer's supper dealt out to him one swift glance the stranger had for the young woman in neat dress and with fair hair curling about her temples then gave himself to the business of eating as though he greatly needed the food 
what is your name asked farmer elliot when the first pangs of hunger had evidently been somewhat appeased john stuart was the quick reply a good name are you a scotchman my great-grandfather was and a good honest hard-working man i dare say how came his grandson to be reduced to such straits well sir you know the times are very hard i have been looking for work as faithfully as a man could for the last two months and have found nothing but odd jobs here and there enough to keep me alive what can you do what have you been brought up to do the slow red mounted in the young man's face reaching quite to his forehead this question had been asked before but had never so much embarrassed him was it because the young woman was looking at him at that moment with earnest interested eyes on john stuart king's study table was a small easel containing a fancy picture of a young woman with holy eyes and an expression that had had a singular charm for the student the sketch was named truth and its owner studying it with his friend fletcher had once declared that the artist ought to have reached fame with that picture for it was the very embodiment of truth the embodiment of a fancy his friend had replied you will never find such a face as that in real life yet here was the face before him a striking likeness in its presence the tramp felt that he could speak only truth he answered presently in lowered tones nothing that is frank at least said mr elliot with a little laugh i suspect that you have at some time in your life run away from a respectable home is that it no sir my home is broken up my father is dead and mother knows that i am out on a tramp poor mother was hildreth's voice low and pitiful she had hardly meant to speak the words aloud they breathed themselves out of her sympathy and reached his ear under the circumstances the tramp should have felt nothing but amusement the woman who was least in need of pity of almost any person of his acquaintance was his mother yet he gave the speaker one swift respectful glance of gratitude he was grateful for the womanliness of it and for the effect that he felt sure it would have had upon him had he been in reality what he seemed he took a sudden resolution to secure work at this house if possible if not as near it as was possible how do you expect to get work if you are obliged to own that you don't know how to do anything was the farmer's next searching question but he followed it with another do you know anything about horses john stuart's eyes brightened here at least he could speak truth almost since his babyhood he had had to do with horses he owned too a well-matched span the admiration and envy of all his friends he admired yes he almost loved any kind of a horse and his success in dealing with the refractory ones had been a matter of surprised comment even when he was a mere boy yes sir i do he said his eyes kindling i know a good deal about them i like them and they like me i can drive any kind of a horse the supper meantime had been disappearing very rapidly 
despite the figure of truth that had stepped out of its frame and was looking at him with human eyes the tramp was hungry nothing so thoroughly good in the way of food had fallen to his lot for many days and he was resolved upon making the most of his opportunity hildreth silently refilled his plate and replenished his cup then her father stepped to the dining-room door called his son and motioned him to stay in the kitchen while he went to hold a consultation hildreth followed him from the room i've a mind to try him mother mr elliot said going over to the table where his wife was briskly sewing we need help now and we'll need it worse when corliss begins school again he says he understands horses and there is something about the fellow that makes me feel he is telling the truth how does he impress you hildreth as a very hungry man said hildreth smiling but she added he hasn't a bad face father i do not believe he is very wicked but isn't it rather risky roger a perfect stranger and a tramp at that you know the boy who drives the horses will have to take hildreth back and forth as well as corliss and elfrida oh of course i shall not trust him in any such way until he has been thoroughly tested he might drive the farm wagon though for a few days i can tell in five minutes whether he really does know anything about horses he is pretty tired one can see that i think we ought to give him some kind of a shelter for the night at least and if he really wants work i don't know how he is ever going to get it unless somebody trusts him will it be a great deal of trouble to get the wood-house chamber ready oh father you won't let a tramp sleep there will you he might set the house on fire and burn us all up it was his youngest daughter who looked up from her ruffles long enough to ask this in startled tones her father laughed you must have been reading dime novels elfie he said pleasantly tramps don't do that sort of thing much outside of a certain class of books i doubt if they ever did it when they were treated like human beings if this fellow wants to get work he will have every motive for behaving himself and if he doesn't it will be perfectly easy to slip away in the early morning without setting any fires do you object sarah oh no said his wife quickly not if you think it is best susan can get the woodhouse chamber ready with very little trouble or if she doesn't get it done in time hildreth will look after it can't you my dear yes um said hildreth with a quiet smile that she tried to hide from her giddy sister these young people were often much amused with the differential manner in which her father appealed to his wife apparently leaving everything to her judgment although they could not remember a time when she had not answered as now if you think it is best your father thinks so had been the law of life by which they had been brought up when i get married elfrida once remarked i mean to have a husband just like father who will always say what do you think my dear that will be all right said her brother cheerfully provided that you will see to it that you are a woman just like mother who will always say just as you think best my dear yet there had been times in farmer elliot's life unknown to these children 
when the quiet-faced gentle-voiced woman had set herself like granite against some plan of his and had held herself firmly to the no roger i don't think that would be right until she had won him to see with her eyes and he had lived to thank her for clearer vision there was no need of course for the mother to explain these things to her children susan gave the woodhouse chamber the benefit of her strong red arms and executive ability but before its new occupant was invited in the daughter of the house visited the room it was severely clean that was a matter of course where susan had been and the bed was made up comfortably but it was hildreth who spread a white cloth over the small table and laid a plainly bound coarse print bible on the cloth and fastened above it with pins a cheap print of a cheerful home scene susan sneered at it all with the familiarity of hired help in the country land sakes hildreth them kind don't care for pictures and as for the bible i don't s'pose he can read a word if he can he'd rather have a weekly story paper or some such we can't be sure susan i think he can read most young fellows who belong to this country learn to read and write in their childhood you know perhaps his mother used to read the bible to him she may have sat in just a chair as that mother does in the picture and it may all speak to his heart who can tell susan sneered again i can she said oracularly them kind of things only happen in story-books look how you fixed up for that joe wilkins and what did he do but run away with the horsewhip and hatchet the first good chance he had they're all of a piece if i was your father i wouldn't have no such truck around but you'll get your reward for trying you and him too i make no manner of doubt of that susan's pronouns were mixed but her heart knew whom to honor End of chapter three